There's no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. This is a line from the heartwarming and beloved song, Pure Imagination, featured in the 1971 classic, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The song shows a love and warmth associated with childhood expression. Chewing, chewing, all day long. She goes on chewing, till at last. Her chewing muscles go so fast. And from her face, her giant chin sticks out like a violin. This is a line from the less beloved song, Violet Beauregard, featured in the 2005 film, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This song expresses that the character of Violet chews gum. Comparing these two films, you can see the fine line between making something beautiful and making something much, much worse. And that line is a matter of pure imagination. Brian Lind, a 47-year-old bungee jumper, tactical paper mache enthusiast was on his way to the Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Point, Virginia, when he went missing. Hello and welcome back to the show, True Deception. Uh, my name is Clark McCarthy and I am here with Owen Ingmar. How are you doing, Owen? Uh, I'm good. I'm taking a break from last minute completing all my New Year's resolutions, as you know. I'm in the middle of uh, putting the finishing touches on my Mad Magazine competitors, the magazine I'm putting out to um, put Mad Magazine out of business. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. You know, the Mad Magazine uh, is known for the primarily, I think they're known for the final back page that is one image and then you fold it together and then it's another image and there's usually a, a little joke there. So uh, I'm doing the same thing, but it's a little, instead of two folds, it's a series of 10 folds. It makes uh, essentially a little um, origami uh, crane. That's amazing. And I don't know if you guys know this, but 10 folds, when you fold them in half, it kind of makes a 10 fold five. Um, and I don't know if anyone knows that, but that is uh, a thing. <laughs> I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, now you, by the way, uh, Owen has just been blowing through these New Year's resolutions in an incredible fashion. Super, super excited and super proud of you. Have you decided on a name for this magazine? Well, Mad Magazine, uh, you know, it's very simple. It's catchy. It's an alliteration. People know it. It's one word. It's not too many uh, syllables. So I was thinking something similar. It's got to be an alliteration. It's got to be uh, simple, something easy to say. And so I was thinking like, um, ultimately, I've come down to a few things. Uh, one, Mad Magazine with two Ds. Okay, yes. Uh, silly Pages. Uh, it's not an alliteration, but it is easy to say. And uh, that's kind of it. Uh, silly Pages or Mad Magazine with two Ds. I, you know, I don't think you got a bad, uh, you don't think you have a bad option in there. I think it's both actually harder than I thought it would be to come up with a name for like, competitors. I know there's Cracked, um, but everybody knows that as 
um, the inferior goof magazine. Yeah. And they rebranded for a while as like an internet, you know, listicle website and they gave up. They, they failed, they lost, they're out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that was their mistake is going to the internet. Periodicals will stand the test of time. Exactly. The, the internet infrastructure will collapse at some point and people are going to want, you know, when you watch an apocalypse movie, you don't see people uh, holding up an iPad, walking through the wastelands. You know, they're, they're carrying around magazines and books and so forth. Yeah. Come to think of it, maybe I'll call it Time Magazine. It's a timeless form of media. That's good. I like Thank that. Mm-hmm. And I like that you're calling it Time, <laughs> even though it's a timeless form of media. Yes, you've got time for it. So... That's it. Uh, look for uh, my uh, new publication, Time Magazine, in mm-hmm. uh, 2021. Uh, you'll be able to fold them into cranes. Um, and we're going to be taking shots. All the presidents. Yeah, I was going to say, can you give us a preview of who these people you're going to zing? Uh, a lot of the presidents we're going to zing. Jay Leno we're going to zing. Sylvester Stallone we're going to zing. Um uh, Barbara Streisand, we're gonna zing. I might call it Zing Magazine, honestly. Zings. Oh, maybe I'll call it that. I love it. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent for these zings. Zing zing. I'm draw zing zing. There you go. Mm-hmm. Time zing. I'm workshopping it, and I'm drawing all the pictures. You know, it's gonna be Jay Leno with a really big chin, um, Sylvester Stallone with like kind of like crooked lips uh all the classic yeah i'm gonna corner the market i'm gonna push mad magazine out and take over what i imagine is a multi-billion dollar enterprise yeah i mean laughter is the best medicine i assume doctors are probably handing out mad magazines after a big surgery uh (laughs) for the recovery process so i assume you know if you can get into that yeah there is so much money yeah i'm gonna get on everybody's insurance plan prescription uh, to Zing Zing. How are you? I'm good. Uh, as you know, last couple of weeks, I've been sort of, um, you know, making my holiday recipes and so forth. I think I've pretty much locked them all good, good and down. I think I know what I want. As you can see, I'm, I have a lot of uh, barrels of bourbon because uh, as you know, mm-hmm. most of my recipes require a lot of bourbon, lots and lots of bourbon. So um, I think I'm going to make a bourbon ham, some bourbon eggnog, some bourbon almonds. Um, yeah, maybe uh, bourbon gravy uh, to go on that bourbon ham, bourbon mashed potatoes. Um, it's pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about these recipes. Is there anything that you found bourbon doesn't go well with? Yes, uh, milk. Milked. Bourbon milk doesn't work i've tried it so many ways you know i've tried adding a lot of cinnamon a lot of sugar a lot of honey bourbon milk just but you love milk that's why i kept trying it because the first time was truly disgusting but i'm like i love milk so bad i gotta keep going i gotta make this right and i just couldn't figure it i couldn't crack that nut so you're gonna do bourbon cookies with a, a glass of milk 
Yes, I'm doing bourbon cookies with a glass of milk. And again, I use so much bourbon. It's actually hard. It's almost impossible to cook that out. So it's more mm-hmm. of like a bourbon cookie paste. Um, so I'm sort of bowl, scooping up bowls of cookie paste uh, with a bowl of milk. Bourbon cookie butter. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm honestly having the best Christmas I've ever had. Very festive, uh, as you like to say, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'll get in there and start cooking up recipes. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'm just so happy and I'm having so much fun. I pretty much black out for the day. I wake up, I've cooked myself into sort of maybe a food coma because I wake up on my kitchen floor a lot. Um, it's the next day. And then I just get right back to cooking. I hadn't heard from you in a while. And uh, I was getting a little worried. And also, I know that you order Domino's a lot daily. Um, I read in the news that um, the Domino's delivery guy was worried because he hadn't heard from you. And he was the one who found you in your bourbon food coma. Yes, he did find me. Uh, I guess it's a little embarrassing. I was in my underwear and he sort of kind of let himself in and was like, hey, Clark, you're not spending, you're not buying your usual three pies a week. We're all worried about you. Um, And then he finds me sort of, holding a couple bottles of bourbon laying on the ground. I think he assumed the worst and I just let him know I was cooking, cooking up a storm, but I've made some bourbon pizzas since then. Hey, all right. I'm pretty happy about that. And also, um, I just want to say, you know, thank you to the Domino's folks for checking in on me. Yeah. It warms your heart in these holiday in this holiday season to know that they're going to come in and see how you're doing. They don't get enough credit, honestly. They knew their food was garbage and that their delivery people didn't care about us, and they turned both of those things around. Yes, and now they're my favorite restaurant. Um, even uh, as you guys may have known, a couple of weeks ago uh, we found out that Brian Stocker was living in my attic, and he was getting Domino's delivered to him as well. And they are, hey, you know what? Uh, they're still getting those Domino's because their pizza's good. Their pizza's and, great. Yeah. Listen, I'm just saying I'm very happy. I'm very excited about all this. This has been a great time for me. Um, and no need to worry about me. I'm just using, I would say, a healthy amount of bourbon in my recipes. So, great. Great. Well, we have a guest this week. And I would mm-hmm. love to hear from him. This is a great guest. I'm very excited to hear from you. Would you mind introducing yourself and letting us know your relation to the case? Uh, yes, of course. My name is Mr. Explorium, and I am the owner of the town's Wonder Emporium. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm very excited. We are both huge fans of your Wonder Emporium. Huge oh, fans. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, if I knew that we would get to talk to you, uh, I would have kidnapped Brian myself. Oh, don't say anything incriminating now. <laughs> oh, wow. And you're already looking out for us. You're, I mean, it warms our heart. Um, for people who have not been to the town, uh, the Wonder Emporium is a, is a big, um, exciting place for people to visit. It's a wondrous place, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how I describe it as well. A big place people can visit. It has toys that come to life and magic abounds. And yes, everyone in this town is 
is like my child, and I want them all to be happy and healthy. That is now, wonderful. Uh, Sorry, that's incredible. No, no, please. Uh, Mr. Exporium, I'm curious, you know, for people who don't know, what kind of products do you sell at your, your Wonder Emporium? Ah, think of anything and I can make it so. Do you want a little toy piano that flies through the sky? Yes. Well, it can be found at the Wonder Emporium. What do you, what do you want? What, is, what do you want for your life? What do I want? I want an umbrella, but it rains on the inside of the umbrella. Well, well, what if that umbrella flied through the sky? Well, I can make that happen at the Wonder Emporium. Uh, uh, excellent. Uh, I'll take it. I, that is magical. I can picture you now, Owen, holding on to this flying umbrella, pouring, <laughs> pouring rain on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just struggling, I think, probably to hold on because there's so much water pouring on you. Yes, uh, just getting jumped on. What about you, Clark? Yes, Clark. Yeah, I guess, can I ask, I've been sort of looking for love and I'm curious if, <laughs> if there's any way you can help me find the right person for me. Ah, yes. Well, many a love connection has been made at the Wonder Emporium. Perhaps you might find a perfect partner and watch them fly through the sky. We can make anyone or anything fly through the sky. Yeah, that seems to be your big hook. Yes. There has been sort of a pushback that, you know, that kind of brings up, there has been sort of a pushback from folks of saying you sort of make too many things fly through the sky and maybe it's a little dangerous. We do have a lot more things flying through the sky in Tyson's Corner than a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, what whimsy, what fun. Who doesn't enjoy a couple of things flying through the sky? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's great. I mean, it's very magical. It makes the town so magical. But we did have a piano uh, slam into a jet. <laughs> yes. And then watch as all of the cargo flew through the sky, coming crashing down, a gift for everyone to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too ahead of it. It was a cargo plane. Legally, I have to uh, point out it was a cargo plane. <laughs> no lives were lost. The pilot was fine. It was a cargo plane. Yes, that's true. That was, uh, that's true. Um, you, I, I believe you did crash or you sent a toy plane uh, into a flock of geese. Is that correct? That's right. It was a reverse sully. <laughs> We did a reverse sally up in the air. And we had a hero goose who got out of the way of the small plane. That's right. Tyson's Corner did have uh, that uh, hero goose, um, Gully. And uh, I, as, as I understand it, they are shooting a movie about Gully. Um, so you have brought some positive attention. At least you brought the Hollywood spotlight onto Tyson's Corner, which has been nice. Uh, yes, of course, that's not my goal, but a, f a happy accident if Gully Gullenberger becomes a star for the world to see. Well, I don't want to put two and two together and have it be five, but did you sell Brian something that took off through the sky? Why, what an assumption to make. A correct one. Oh, you should work at the, at the Wonder Emporium with that kind of brain. Oh my God, I'd love to work at the Wonder Emporium. I thought you were the only one who worked there that was an actual human being, though. Uh, no, there's human beings there. Oh. Uh, very... Yes. Oh, are you referring to the film Mr. Megorium's Wonder <laughs> Emporium? 
Because I think there's human beings in that too. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I guess I just assumed that your store only employed sprites and pixies, trolls. Uh, no, they all work. They're in stocking. They're they're behind the counter. They're um, they do the night shift stuff like that. The ants. It'd be very strange if you walked in and a talking tree spoke to you. So they mostly do behind the scenes work. That's true. I did not know that. And I will say, if the guy who helped me pick out a pair of flying shoes was not an ogre, I that is a I feel bad. No, that's just Chuck. That's Chuck, a human man. Chuck, uh, okay. you treated a human man as if you were an ogre. <laughs> Chuck is an eyeful, I will say. Uh, He's an eyeful, yes. The doctor said he ate too many plants, and so his skin has turned green like Shrek himself. Oh, and I actually didn't know you could eat too many plants and turn your skin green. I didn't either until I met Chuck. I didn't either. Well, that's nice of you uh, to not group Chuck back in the back. Uh, despite the fact that he looks like an ogre. Ah, so you were asking what I sold <laughs> before we got a little distracted by Chuck, my ogre yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you sell Brian? Well, Brian came in and he asked, um, was there a way that I could uh, have more tactical success throughout my life about some wits or what's. I don't remember exactly what he wanted. But I suggested that he instead buy a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> and there's something a little bit different about our butterflies in the Wonder Emporium. Ours fly through the air, launched like some sort of aeroplane. That sounds like a butterfly. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Oh, well, no, no, of course not. Well, outside, you may see a standard monarch butterfly flying, what, six, eight feet through the air? Here in the Wonder Emporium, our super monarchs fly ten, twelve feet in the air. Through the power of compressed air. Shh, don't give away my secret. Okay, so... Not uh, obviously. This will this part will be off the record, but I'm curious. Mm. So you take a butterfly and strap compressed air to it, and just sort of like jettison this butterfly into the air. Is that why you can strap anything to compressed air if there's enough of it? I I mean, you've made. It seems like you've made a career off of that. Are people looking for butterflies that fly slightly higher than a butterfly? Well, people don't know what they're looking for when they come into the Wonder Emporium. They ask for a this it or what's it or who's it. I ignore them and I offer them a magical flying contraption. It just seems like you're spending a lot of energy making a thing that flies already fly when we could have pianos and umbrellas. Uh, and Look, you can have your umbrella. But perhaps you come in for an umbrella and I offer you a, a wonderful pigeon flying 12, 14 feet in the air thanks to the power of compressed air. <laughs> I mean, most Do of Do its these... wings no longer function? Perhaps. <laughs> but it's grown a greater sense of flight. What were you saying? Most of these what? I just It feels like mo most of the early things we discussed feel like magical, wondrous things. Like ah. a pigeon... That you're, <laughs> I, I, from my understanding, removing its ability to naturally fly, strapping it to a can of air, and shooting it in yes. the sky like a firecracker. 
That's right. We attach it to like a long stick firecracker and watch it blast off. Okay, is it? What wonder, what whimsy in Mr. Explorium's Wonder Emporium. It feels like this might be connected to the reports of exploding pigeons in the air. Do you think that could be related? Simply impossible. From a legal standpoint, simply impossible. Yes, I can see in your very magical, is it, you can't see at home, This it, Mr. Exporium's office is, is beautiful and magical, and there's a lot of, ah. you know, gizmos sort of moving around in the background. But there is, I believe, to be a lawyer sort of standing in the background doing that thing where he's, like, waving his hands by his neck, being like, no, don't talk about that. Is that fair yes. to say that's who that he man is? he is doing that. And I've told him once before, if he keeps trying to interrupt my conversations, he is going to be shot up so far in the air, he won't know where he's going to land. Yeah, he does seem to be hovering uh, six to eight inches off of the ground. Um, that's right. And I... That air can become uncompressed at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Brian came in trying to sounds like sell you tactical paper mache and you gave him a butterfly that launched him into the sky. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, what a wonderful day it was. <laughs> did you did you receive payment for this? Payment? We don't accept payment in Mr. Explorium's Wonder Emporium, and therefore from a legal standpoint, we are not part of the contiguous United States. <laughs> Yeah. It's international waters. It's basically international waters. It's on land, but... Yeah, I, I have to talk about that. You you do have armed guards that uh, do check your passport to get in and out of business. <laughs> Whimsy! <laughs> well, they are, and to be fair, they are whimsically dressed, uh, but I believe they do have real guns. Um, That's right. Yeah. Well, there are some high-value items at the Wonder Emporium, and we don't want just anyone coming to get them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of? What's like a an example of a, one of your high-value items? Well, say for instance that you come in and you want some sort of novelty toy, and so you come in and you ask, "I would like an eight ball, please," and I say, "But I'll give you something different." So I strap some cocaine to compressed air and I shoot it into the sky for anyone to enjoy. Is that a uh, when you said they're coming in for an eight ball, did you mean one of those magical toys and you assumed an eight ball of cocaine or they were coming in for an eight ball of cocaine, which you gave to them, but launched them into the sky? Well, those are very legally distinct options, aren't they? <laughs> I had no idea what they came in asking for. I just chose out of the whimsy and wonder of my head to shoot some cocaine into the sky. Just a huge coincidence. <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. What are you getting out of all of this? It seems like you're just exporting people out of your tiny country. What do I what do I get? Well, I get whimsy. I get to see the smile on the town's face and I get to sow chaos like I've always wanted. Okay. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. A happy chaos flying mm. through the sky. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At Benjamin Leibowitz's Wonder Emporium. Benjamin Leibowitz? Well, that's my birth name, of course. Oh. Mr. Explorium. You have to have a name that rhymes with Wonder Emporium if you own a Wonder Emporium. <laughs> Haven't you seen the film Mr. Megorian's Wonder Emporium? I have not. I uh, have not either. Neither have I. 
No, I will so say, I. yeah, I will say to your credit, Mr. Explorium, when that movie came out, you launched what I would describe as the most aggressive series of attack ads I've ever seen. Yes. That film. And it really I, soured the taste of that movie for me personally. Oh, you saw my full page uh, ad that I took out in the porno weekly? <laughs> uh. Well, I, I don't know if, uh, where I saw that full page ad, but it was the Porno Weekly. I saw it in the Porno Weekly. One of those weekly. cheap rags you get on the side of the street. I bought the Porno Weekly, and it flew out of my hand. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was able to ch- chase it down, but I only tore out one page, and it was your one-page ad. Uh, That's right. Well, paper is extraordinarily easy to make fly through the air. You don't need a ton of compressed air, <laughs> so. Whatever gets eyes on a full-page ad telling people not to watch Dustin Hoffman and Natalie Portman in Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium. Well, it worked. Um, I didn't go watch it. Uh, so I don't... I was going to ask what the lineage of Exporium was, but it is a fabricated name for your one... Explorium! Explorium! Explorium, I'm sorry. You know, like explore. I thought it was pretty self-explanatory, to be honest. It is. No. Uh, you're correct. It is. Um, and yes, when I was trying to come up with a name, I had other options. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Canflorium's Wonder Emporium. Mr. Kavorkian's Wonder Emporium. But that uh, evoked a different thing entirely. Mm-hmm. I went with Mr. Explorium. I mean, I, I have to say, I think it's a great name. I think you did a great, great name. Um, uh, can I ask you about the interaction with Brian? Had you met Brian before that? Like, it, it's interesting. I've seen Brian before that. I keep little eyes and feelers on everyone in this town, but had he spoken to me? Not really, no. hmm Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, there have been some sort of very fast-moving drones flying around the town, almost as if there's compressed air attached to them. Um, That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I destroyed their electronic components, attached compressed air and a GoPro to each one of them. They are not functional as drones. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say, this feels like worse than if you just kept them as drones. This feels like like you've ruined these drones. Yes, but perhaps more whimsical. Well, they are painted uh, very whimsically. And they that's one thing I will say to your credit as far as your love of whimsy. You do mm. attach a lot of uh, like weird noise things onto your objects where they like they make like a lot of beeps and boops and like beeps, boops, screaming, any sort of whimsy. <laughs> yeah. See, I as far like... as Brian. Mm, oh, no, I'm sorry. Was... I came into the Wonder Emporium once to get a new wallet. And you mm. you found a great one, but I tried to put it in my pocket. It fired out at a tremendous speed, screaming as if someone had been <laughs> murdered. And uh, that's a gift card I'm never getting back. You know what I mean? There's an Olive Garden gift card there. But it's an experience you can never get out of your head. Now, isn't it? I mean, that's true. I, I think about that scream a lot. It felt like it. It felt like it was recorded from an actual murder. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I want everyone to come into the Wonder Emporium and leave with a memory that will be burned deep in the recesses of their brain that can't ever be excised. 
No amount of of uh, therapy or trying to forget could ever make you forget the Wonder Emporium. Um, have you ever? Brian doesn't eat healthily. <laughs> For a thin man, he eats fast food. He eats. Uh, he makes a lot of mac and cheese at home, panko breaded. It's not a healthy diet. Is that? Are you suggesting? Does that answer supposed- your question? <laughs> no. <laughs> now for me the wonder emporium has been there as long as i can remember but how long have you been in business well it could be a thousand years it could be one day who knows when you're in the wonder emporium it could be uh seven years and four months about okay. it's seven it's seven years and four months about. okay okay what were yeah. you doing before that Well, I was in a wonderful place where you don't have a vocation. You just spend all day hanging with your friends. For one hour a day, you work out, and you get meals provided to you whenever you so choose, or when they so choose. (laughs) It was a magical, whimsical place. Um, I think that you were either at, in some sort of prison, or at some sort of fat camp. Oh, I'll leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> okay. Have you ever launched anything that you re- didn't want to launch, that you regret launching? Have you accidentally launched anything? Um, my wife was <laughs> launched in the air. Uh, I don't know why you're laughing, but that's for Borat-related reasons. It's not funny, though. Um... Sorry, I just love Borat. Yes, we all love Borat. But uh, I was attempting to show her a um, a small stuffed animal that's shaped like Barbie. Not a Barbie doll, but a stuffed animal shaped like Barbie that we could launch into the air. And she got hooked onto one of our biggest canisters, stumbled, fell onto a big stick firecracker, and her shoes caught a match, and the match lit a fuse. And, well, my wife was shot up 16, maybe 18 feet in the air. She came down, landed, was fine, and asked for a divorce. Oh. Uh, I'm actually pretty shocked about that. I assumed this story was sort of related to where you were before the Explorium. I will never confess to a murder on this. I I don't know if you, what you're expecting, but it's not going to happen. Uh, sorry, were you going to say something, Owen? No. Okay. <laughs> ah, just two flabbergasted gentlemen. Just thinking about the wonder and whimsy of the Wonder Emporium. I, I, I mean, in, through it all, I will say I still love the Wonder Emporium. It, it's a beautiful place. Um, I've seen some very magical things. You know, if you go in there, you might see a young child sort of floating around the room. And um, I did actually see one of those talking trees once. Uh, I asked for uh, I asked for some uh, pants in my size, and they had to go to the back to get them. And and I did you did did you a talking tree did deliver them from the back. I, I don't know if that was hmm. intentional. We'll have to have a little conversation about that. Um, I actually have a question for you, Clark. You've gone to the Wonder Emporium for a wallet and pants. 
Uh, <laughs> it seems well, like Clark knows it's a big place. <laughs> it's a big place anyone can visit. Uh, agreed. And I, I go for the wonder and the uh, whimsy. <laughs> but Clark, you seem to be treating it as more of a department store. <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing, I, you know, everyone around town, like especially kids, they'll get like a toy or they get a toy train and it flies and all that stuff. But for me, if he's going to offer me the option to get anything I want uh, made wondrous. I, I, pants. Yeah, pants. I'd like to get some wondrous pants. <laughs> um, and, you know, sure enough, I I took them out on a date and within moments of of going on this date my pants fired into the sky <laughs> uh unfortunately i was not attached to them um i thought it might be a oh, cool humble brag yeah i sort of stood there in my underwear as my <laughs> pants <laughs> flew away yeah you mentioned that they got fired up into the sky that reminds me we are testing out a second thing that things might do at the wonder emporium oh really i've bought quite a lot of gunpowder and we've thought about making anything just combust and burst into flames a wonderful whimsical fire for anyone to enjoy well that just sounds like exploding things which seems to have less whimsy than things flying is there a reason you're going in that direction Mm, yes to finally destroy the corrupt system that's been ruling this town city and world right i should have guessed to sow chaos um i forgot oh yeah i actually also did forget that sowing chaos was part of this (laughs) yes that was on purpose let's all forget that sowing chaos is part of this now uh, you do sow chaos but uh as is the tradition in tyson's corner virginia most of the stores uh do like to participate in halloween and uh hand out little um, candy and stuff, often uh, sometimes representative of their store. So the Foot Locker will, uh, you'll get little wax whistles or um, Mm -hmm. little sour strings that are kind of like shoelaces. Um, I know that you do participate in the Halloween. That doesn't seem to be chaos sewing, Um, but you you are one of the favorite stops for kids during Halloween to trick or treat at. Um, What, what, well, why participate? Well, uh, we don't give out traditional candy bars. Uh, we give out eggs, uh, and they are attached to compressed air. So it turns out a lot of kids want eggs that could be rapidly shot at a location of their choosing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a very popular hot spot to come to the Wonder Emporium on Halloween to get your rocket-powered eggs. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That tracks, actually. Um... Uh, it's still thoughtful. You thought it wouldn't? No. Did you think I'd just spout out a random series of non sequiturs at you? I would never do such a thing. <laughs> no, no, of course not. I'm curious. I, I really would like to lock down a little more information about your relationship with Brian. Yes, of course. So you knew Brian. Brian sort of comes in one day, maybe out of the blue, tries to offer you some tactical paper mache. Yes, for me to sell at the Wonder Emporium. Yeah. Uh, create some sort of business deal. Got it. How would you describe Brian? Was he sort of like a pushy guy? Was he relaxed? Like, what, what was this interaction like? 
Well, at first he played it kind of cool, like uh, he was offering me the chance of a lifetime. But then, once a couple of things whizzed past his ears at breakneck speed, he got a little uptight, a little uh, demanding, and a little bit frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Brian, uh, leading up to his disappearance, was, you know, stabbed and repeatedly threatened by both mobsters and drug cartels so i assume he probably is a little Um, on edge he was bleeding the entire time i forgot to mention that Mm -hmm. oh really where was he bleeding uh bleeding from both nipples (laughs) huh interesting no idea i didn't ask it felt indelicate that is wild that he kind of let his nipples bleed during what he thought to be like a business proposition (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs> ask him. I don't know where he is. Uh, uh, also, I find it wild that you didn't ask because uh, of some sort of like social contract or you felt it would be overstepping your bounds a little bit. Uh, someone sowing chaos. Uh, I'm I'm a little surprised yeah, that you're well... here to some uh, sort of like grace and ethics. Uh I'm still a person, you know? Okay. <laughs> it's just an awkward convo. Why are you bleeding out of both of your nipples? Is that where he was stabbed, or is this another thing? I think this is another thing. It sounds like another thing. Side, yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Wow. It, mean... was, it was like one long stream of blood coming from each nipple. <laughs> it was not like big splatter. It was almost like he had run a marathon or something. You know how that could happen, the mm-hmm. chafing. Mm-hmm. But, like, turn to 11. Wow. That is fascinating. Very fascinating. Did you have any lasting imperson- impressions of Brian in terms of what you thought or expected from him? Hmm. I guess when he left the store, my first thought was, this man's going to disappear. And I was right. But I would imagine that's the thought every time you launch somebody into the air. (laughs) Well, yes. And they usually do disappear for some amount of time, be it short or long. Up they go in the sky and down they come. (laughs) They go straight to their lawyers and I say, you can't sue me. I mean, uh, you have had a lot of litigation attempted towards you, but as uh, you've been able to declare yourself a sovereign nation, that's been a little hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Win or lose, they haven't gotten a penny from me. Yeah. And believe me, they have won many times. <laughs> so it turns out a judgment is not the same thing as actually getting the money. And I know that. Yeah, you've lost 153 lawsuits so far, according Thank to you the... for not mentioning it until this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I, I still love your shop. I, I, I wouldn't lead with that, obviously, but. Yeah. Yes, if you ever need cargo shorts or whatever, you're welcome to come back in. That's perfect. I no. Love... <laughs> no. Mark, I would suggest you not buy cargo shorts from this man. He has suggested that he's going to be loading up his products with explosives. Lots of pockets in those. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to go back to that as well. Explosives aren't whimsical, generally speaking. Are you going to like Put some like colored gunpowder or something. Maybe have these explosions. Hmm. Yes. What's the day after July third? I can't remember. 
Oh, that's right. Independence Day, the most whimsical day of the year. Explosions all throughout the city. <laughs> Everyone goes up on, onto their balconies or wherever they can see best. All the explosions in the sky. And that's just but one day a year. What if we could have that at all times in our small town? Well. Stumped you, didn't I? I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you did. Um, I, I mean, you got you got me there. That that is, it is the most whimsical day of the year. I'm curious. You want to sow dissent, or or chaos in society? What what are you? Mm -hmm. I guess what's the end goal in that? The end goal, if I were to have my way, is to finally destroy the great devil that is McDonald's. <laughs> For too long have they ruled the casual food marketplace. I want them to fall from their pedestal. <laughs> As part of sowing chaos or you are just unhappy with McDonald's? Why can't they be the same? This is the goal, the final ending. Okay. When all is done, every McDonald's will be whimsically burnt into dust or rocketed inches in the air. McDonald's are quite heavy. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see some blueprints on your back wall about lifting up buildings and firing them into the air. Um, okay. I mean, personally, I don't, I try to avoid fast food as, as best I can, except for, you know, the, I'll tell you who doesn't Domino's pizzas I eat a week. But other than that, I try to <laughs> try to not. Your, your missing man eats McDonald's far too often for my liking. Did you punish Brian for eating too much bad food as well, I've punished everyone in this city. I've punished Brian no more or less than anyone else. <laughs> well, he is missing. Um... I keep my fingers wherever they want to be. Let's put it that way. Okay. I guess I, as, a, as a journalist, I have to ask, are you mm -hmm. responsible for the disappearance of Brian Lind? No. N-O. Okay. And you will not... Get me to say anything to the contrary. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll take your word on that. We're not. Um. We're, yeah. We're we we're not sus suspecting another thing. It does seem like you launched him into the sky. Um. But uh, your motives seem scattered. Uh. And I don't. How do you mean? <laughs> Well, there's sowing chaos. There's a uh, getting back at people for eating poorly, the uh, which seems linked to the McDonald's uh, store. There's also the replication of Independence Day every day of the year through explosions. Which, as a as your own sovereign nation, I would think Independence Day might not be an inspiration for you. But perhaps I'm wrong. Take a step back. You're too close to all of this <laughs> hard data. Okay. And watch the web I'm weaving, the connections, <laughs> sowing chaos, stopping McDonald's, making Independence Day every day, making butterflies fly two feet higher. It's all connected. Okay. 
And uh, you uh, listeners can't see it, but as he was explaining that, Mr. Explorium was sort of dancing around his office uh, with a cane, saying all of that, just to make it clear. Um, oh, yes, that's right. I was doing all sorts of Fortnite dance moves. <laughs> yes, you were flossing and, uh, and the rest. Uh, <laughs> and all the faves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wow, Mr. Explorium, I mean, I gotta say, you're not exactly the person I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Why, what were you expecting? A fun-loving, whimsical old entrepreneur? Because that's indeed what I am. I mean, sort of. Uh, You also want to destroy the largest restaurant chain in the world, and you seem to be punishing your enemies around town. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I, I, you know, you, you, you put on a good front of, of, thank you, of wonder. Um, I guess I'm asking because at the end of this, I'm, I'd be shocked if people kept wanting to go to your store. Why, why should people come back? Because you never know what will happen when you step inside the Wonder Emporium. That's what makes it so wonderful. Anything could happen to you or your loved ones or any of your possessions <laughs> they might fly in the air for example or explode you know initially like at the beginning of this conversation i would have felt like that was like a sweet wondrous thing but by the end of it hmm. all of that sounded like a threat hmm. you know interesting how you chose to interpret that <laughs> okay mr explorer this has been honestly incredible i've had a, a wonderful time speaking with you uh oh and do you have any do you have any questions or, or are you well, right now? um you know i usually like to give our guests an opportunity uh if there's anything they'd like to say to brian or they'd like us to pass on to brian in the event hmm. he's found okay yes <laughs> <laughs> You said usually as if you were about to rescind that offer. No, I'm going to give the offer. I just, uh, (laughs) it seems like you told him what you wanted to tell him before launching him into the air. Uh, But if there's anything else. All right. Brian, you're my best friend. And I'm so sorry that you can't be found. I just hope that wherever you are, please, this is my time. Sorry. Wherever you are right now, I hope you're not eating a fillet of fish, or a twenty-piece McNuggets, or a Big Mac, or any of the other dastardly items on the McDonald's menu. <laughs> I'm curious. Do you like anything at McDonald's? <laughs> yes, the pies are good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's undeniable. The pies are very good. <laughs> Not going to get any arguments from us about that. How do you feel about the Rainforest Cafe? The Rainforest Cafe, you know, it had its heyday in the 90s. It was, uh, it's it's fun. It's got a a cool gimmick. Uh, Perhaps it's a little bit past its time. It's not as whimsical as it once was, Mm. but all in all, I'm rooting for it. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're hitting some hard times right now. We appreciate that. Yeah, you'll be seeing it. You just won yourself a Emporium customer for life with that. I'll- wow. 
And you two just won yourselves one exploding tube of chapstick each. Here you go. <laughs> I don't know if that's a magical camera on your end over there, uh, Mr. Explorium, but we can't, I can't grab that chapstick. Oh, no, no, not this exact tube. <laughs> okay. I okay. have my, there are tree men at your door at this exact moment. Oh, Oh, I thought the city had put a tree in front of my home, but that, yeah, that is a tree man. That's right. Well, that's surprising and a little unsettling, but uh, th thank you for figuring out where we live and sending uh, two anthropomorphic trees to bring us bombs. You know, no one has ever said that to me before. Thank you for figuring out where we live. <laughs> If only more people were as kind and gracious about it as you were. Well, I know I know you put a lot of work into whatever it is this is. Well, I, I appreciate that, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You're a remarkable man, Mr. Explorium, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, may the missing man be found, and may his nipples be dry as dust. <laughs> Seems like an overcorrection, but okay. Artwork provided by Amelia Jane Murphy. You can follow her and purchase her work at amil underscore art on Instagram. Music provided by Kai Ingle. Please subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps the show. You can follow us and contribute at DeceptionPod on Instagram and Twitter.